What it is, what's up, got your podcast in the cut, we're not going to be here too long, so I'm not going to bother introducing the rest, so I just got finished watching um, Little Women with my uh, film club, uh, really nice people there, really good people, really, really good uh, and, you know, nuanced and understood, that shit was a ghost town, um, as far as, like, actual, like, sound being produced, you, if you've ever been around film heads, when they're watching a good movie, those motherfuckers are radio silent, bro. Um, and you know, me being black, I made a couple of, of you know, occasional like laughs and, and then shit like that. I was sounding ignorant as hell, but like I wasn't really going too crazy. I was just, you know, trying to emote. And emoting is apparently not uh, something people or film heads do very often, but I digress. Um, they're cool people, though. Um, so, Little Women, you know, is the, the cast pretty goaded uh, as I have here. Uh, it had an order on Wikipedia. Sow. Sawirsay Ronan. Sawirsay Ronan. Emma Watson. Midsomar. Eliza Scanlon. Laura Dern. Timothy Chalamet. Meryl Streep. Tracy Letts. Bob Odenkirk. That was surprising. James Norton. Lewis Garrell. And Chris Cooper. And um, I was surprised by every single person in this movie. The only person I recognized or knew was going to be in this movie was um, Florence Pugh because of the basically, you know, um, victory lap she was having the Grim- the uh, the Grammys, uh, at least in terms of nominations, back when those were happening for this cycle of movies. Um, but, it, I mean, it seemed like a pretty interesting movie based on the dialogue I heard back then. I mean, it was... A pretty stacked uh, list of uh, films, as I remember. Uh, the 1917's uh, Parasites, Uncut Gems, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, it, was, it, it, it found its own lane within quite a few stacked movies. And, uh, you know, I, you know, they had it pulled up. I was like, let's just go ahead and watch it. Uh, really just a, a fantastic piece of... Uh, I think, um, day-to-day, uh, life, I guess, because you really don't get to the, 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 the gist, like, I mean, you're seeing this woman's, like, basically seeing this woman's, like, life in a chronological manner, but, like, interspersed with flashbacks that kind of have, you know, references, uh, to, that kind of explain those moments, but for the most part, like, the, the kind of coming of age slash chronological, uh, biography, uh, type of thing, and it's interesting in that the first half kind of sticks to that, kind of, it's reminiscent of boyhood in a way where, like, you don't really get to the, the meat of why this movie is being made until, like, pretty much halfway in, and in boyhood, it's fucking un- undesirable. That'd be you know, like a three hour and fucking 30 uh, minute movie. But even two hours, I feel like two hours and 10 minutes or so for this movie, probably a bit much. Uh, you know, but a lot of people were saying in my, you know, my, in the room, in the group. And um, I could definitely relate to the idea of the first half is a little bit too drawn on. Uh, I, and it's like, in a way that's like, how much does the payoff go for? Because I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed seeing just the the general day to day strife that women had, and I think this is like nineteen forty nineteen seventeen, so it's World War One. So World War One time, you know, women and just the I don't when I say enjoy, I mean like I like seeing how they explain and how they build up to 
the ultimate climax with with marriage and, and love and such. Um, it, it adds a lot to it, but I just feel like it's kind of reminiscent of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is another movie in this cycle, where like the rolling out the carpet for the characters and letting them have their shine kind of drones on a little bit too much. Uh, and I think in that middle act, right before that middle act, where you kind of get to uh, her returning to for her sister, uh, the the main lead, Cyrus C. Roman, uh, Joe March. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of I, I think I left the room to go to use the bathroom for about five minutes or so, six minutes or so, and I kind of missed out on a, a one scene of uh, Amy and. Lori, that I think kind of would explain a little bit more, it helped a little bit more with the explanation of their relationship, uh, going from being kind of like you know family friends and more of a relationship actual thing. But it's the most part, I mean, it it just is what it is. I think I think what really makes that feel as it does is because a Beth is brought on. And I'm just spoiling at this point, I suppose. Beth is brought on to be like this really relevant like life-altering kind of uh, marker for Saoirse's character, Saoirse's character, and even kind of like the, the, I guess, the, you know, reintroduction of all the family back together, like Amy being a more matured woman with her uh, side route with uh, Laurie and and I believe in London or or England, something like that, and also uh, Emma Watson, her character kind of you know, she always felt the the most uh, mature in terms of, I guess, life experience out of the bunch. And she comes back as, like, you know, trying to cling on to that youth, but clearly being, like, in a situation that's more aged than all of them. And you kind of get a, a, a little bit more youth out of her with her returning to also help with Beth's uh, situation. You get Laura Dern back, and, and um, the, the, the moment um, she... She kind of comes back, you know, it's very winding down type. You can tell that this is going to be a climax one way or the other. Then Bob Odenkirk comes back as well, apparently rested. It's like there's no, there's like no movie devoted towards like his character in the first half. You kind of just like, he, he's explaining through like other people's memories and, and um, you know, thoughts of him. And then he kind of comes back and it's like, uh, you know, okay. It's really entertaining because the second half is like very melancholy at moments and he kind of is like the the when it's getting into his last kind of you know sending everybody off on their way he's kind of like the alleviator in a way this this isn't a little woman breakdown it's really not but i just had to kind of speak to that part of it long story short um the 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 life of these women at that time just seems so unbearable at moments and they, they find a way, and I think it's the, the point of the first half, they find a way to make it enjoyable, even when, as it happens in the second half, things start really just fucking just crushing everything around them, as it feels like at times at that point. Um, and one of those things that happens, and th- here's the actual point of this entire podcast, one of the things that happens, Beth's character, I think it's a little bit more pulled out and, and fleshed out in the book. Uh, Beth's character is pretty much like, I guess, the uh, the Recon Stark of the family. Uh, very background and pretty much only used for exposition and developing the other sisters and, I guess, to some degree, the, the rest of the family, Lord Dern and Search. 
uh, Laura Dern and such. Uh, but it, 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 she she gets scarlet fever, which you know it for whatever reason it's kind of I think it's like an antibiotic or it's a biotic biotic infection, um, and it just beats her down. She appears to get past the actual fever aspect of it, um, but she gets it when she like has the same like it's the same day that she is granted a piano and, you know, a space in this guy's heart that's like a, you know, local rich guy. And really, things just seem like she kind of gets her own two feet in life. Like, she becomes her own character, gets her own moment, because as it it goes in the movie, it's pretty much um, Joe kind of leads off of her New York section. And then Amy gets some moments kind of surrounding that, like, both before and after that. And then... Emma Watson gets a piece and then Beth finally gets her part and then she like basically is like clinically ill um but yeah basically the way that it works 5 to 15 year old kids got it which she I believe she's about 13 or so in the movie um antibiotic treatments have fucked it up but still it can pretty much mess up like inflame the heart the kidneys other parts of the body uh and plus face she gets very red uh, beats the, I, I believe, as I understand, she beats the fever part of it, but her, I guess, immune system and her insides are basically so beat up that she's just riddled pretty much for the remainder of the movie, and then she kind of gets like a, you know, a point in, in where they go to the sea where the, um, the lead sister, where she kind of gets her, her money up, uh, Sayuri takes the carriage to the sea, they're having a good time. And, you know, you can tell at this point that Joe has been insulated from trying to actually accept that, you know, the, the end result of this. But Beth pretty much breaks it down to her, like, you know, I'm, I'm fucked at this point. And it's just so, like, sad. Because, I mean, she got it from, like, let, let me see. So, yeah, so they give the breakfast to the poor neighbor and their starving children. Um, Mr. Lawrence in return gives them, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, and in, in dealing with these poor ass, I don't mean to say that, but the poor family, Beth gets the, the illness and it's such a fucked way to go. Right. Like, I don't know, man, but essentially she had it so long that if you look at the, the, the premise uh, and, and, you know, this this is where I kind of the flashback, flash forward moments kind of threw me off. Because I still didn't exactly understand, like, the tonality shift and even the cinematography shift and set design shift um, that kind of matches the the, the 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 time aspect of it. I didn't know that they went back in time. So Beth apparently was going this for this so long that she kind of reto- recovered in time for Christmas where the father finally comes back. And then I thought that was just like a different route that is taken but like it's a dream i thought it was a dream that joe was having but apparently that's the actual thing that occurred and long story short she actually wakes up instead of having that flashback in reality beth died so beth who's pretty much 13 appears to be the most talented in her arts and they're all very talented um you know joe is obviously an excellent poet uh poet poetry uh, creator and you know story design 
a story trader um, as well. <laughs> My words are fucking stunned. I'm supposed to be taking a sleep, or taking a nap right now. And then uh, Emma is apparently a very talented uh, dancer in, uh, in that lane, uh, but just playing in a upper class sport where she just didn't have the same funds to uh, fuck with her. And the uh, the other one, Amy, is kind of like just this really grounded individual that kind of understands just the the way life goes for women, pretty much. Period. Uh, she she rapidly matures. I think her her maturation is actually coupled by the I would say progression and reality that her older oldest sister has around the same time of events. So it's kind of like a kind of a uh, parallel, and you can see that in that those two had the the most hatred for each other at a period of time. Or not, I would say hatred because it wasn't two sided, but they had the most uh, let's say harshest feelings towards each other because i mean i would say for the most part they all like if you look at either those two and look at their relationships the other two sisters pretty much very neutral for the most part um so that those two kind of have the the strongest relations uh amongst from what we see depicted anyway and going from that that point on i kind of ended my point here you know beth beth um i mean like it's tough to have it. It's literally like Recon start. Like, Recon finally gets his own, like, two feet. Like, he's separated from Bran for the first time. He's grown, and he fuck, he's running, and he's trying to be his own dude. He's supposed to get saved. You know, like, I, I think that we get this, this, real, this real sense of hope where when Joe comes in and Beth appears to be recovered for at least some period of time, and then, like, she just dies, and then Recon, you know, just shots, like, the fucking heart or whatever. It's so sad to, to have that happen, right? Um, it really, really is. But so I said, like, you know, people they think about modern medicine. It's like, oh, this shit is, you know, we don't need all these shots they feed us and, and you know, all these addictions and, and uh, the, the ever-increasing strength of antibiotics and antivirals that are in turn increasing the strength of those same things we're trying to avoid. There's some valid criticism laying within the way that that medicine is doled out and the lackadaisical nature of some of the practitioners that prescribe such medicine. But if you don't fucking think that we have it better than we've ever had it before, we literally took out this fucking virus that was causing a myriad of conditions in such a way that has never been seen before. And this kind of shape-shifting ass virus, really... I'm not going to mention it because you know what I'm talking about. We took this bitch out and we've created a 95% effective, at least against the base uh, strain that we've experienced the majority of the time it's been around, created a 95% efficient virus in pre- or uh, vaccine in preventing dying from this motherfucker. And motherfuckers want to say that shit is like a chip or, you know, uh, some shit we don't need to have a good enough immune system. Motherfuckers are getting scarlet fever, the bubonic plague, um, fucking polio, like, just dying on the, like, like, you either beat that shit or you died on the spot. And, like, if you beat it, you'd have, like, Beth, you'd have, like, a fucked immune system and your organs would fail. Or, like, fucking FDR, you'd be fucking crippled for the rest of your fucking life. And, like, eventually die because, like, the the weakness of your fucking immune system for, for that reason. We got it pretty fucking good right now, dog. That's just my that's my soapbox for the day. 
I know I spent 16 minutes and like 14 minutes was spent breaking down fucking Little Women. It's a good ass movie, dog. I, I was skeptical because of how, since like, I guess like the reverse of like how some women view men who big up shit like Avengers and very chad ass fucking franchises. And I'm skeptical of because of those reasons. I just saw something the audience just that was presenting Little Women in such a way that I was just like, this can't be as purely good as it was. Like, this strip of genders, because I was just watching this just to watch a good-ass movie. And I had no genders going into it, and it was just a good-ass fucking movie. So, I, I say it also say, don't, uh... Really just don't let people spin a movie for you. Don't spin anything. Like, if it's a TV show, an album, whatever. Don't let people put their fucking musty-ass hands on the fucking work of art that you're supposed to be purveying. Just eat that shit up and just enjoy also, you know, if you can get an mRNA vaccine, get an mRNA vaccine. I don't have no recommendations and no, you know, shit talking to be given for people who are a little bit skeptical about the, um, the, uh, the, the live virus ones. There's a reason I got the mRNA when they had that bitch offered, first of all. And y'all should be doing the same shit. Get the mRNA shit. That, if you're not, like, old and, like, fucking on death's door, like, I... I don't know about those people, but like, if you are healthy, get that motherfucker, the mRNA shit. That shit will put you right. That shit they got going on, the the, the, the uh, dead virus ones, you figure that shit out for yourself. But I would still say, like, since people getting blood clots versus like the 90 million motherfuckers that like are like broken ass lungs or tired as fuck throughout the rest of their lives, hey, just think about that shit for a second.